welcome back, guys, to Bloodbot Brothers. We are here with our special guest today, Lucas Taylor. Lucas, we're going to come to you here in a couple minutes and let you introduce yourself. But okay. uh, he is actually near and dear to my heart. He's actually a uh, associate pastor of our church <clears throat> that, that I go to, Grace mm-hmm. Baptist. And I have to say, it's the it's the coolest it's the coolest church around. But uh, the coolest. Well, Lucas goes there, so obviously. But uh, before we go any further, we're going to open our podcast up with a word of prayer. <laughs> Nate Mattingly. And Nate is also kind of near and dear to my heart as our FCA president a couple of years ago. But I am happy to welcome him onto this podcast and share this uh, this uh, this responsibility that me and Brandon and Devin have. We actually have. Week. We actually can hear you this this week. That's pretty nice. Week. Scott didn't really work. Out I don't know. If, I don't know if that was such a bad thing. That was my fault. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see you. I see. You. He's throwing darts early. Listen, I mean, he he's coming in for Devin. So uh, who else can I throw darts at? <laughs> true. True. <laughs> but yeah, before we uh, before we go off on any more tangents or anything, we're gonna let Nate open us up in a word of prayer and bless our podcast today. Right. Let us pray. God, we come to you today. Thank you for allowing us to be here, and thank you for each person watching. We ask you to allow us to um, bring glory to your name through this, God, and through everything we do. And we ask you to allow us to reach as many people as possible with this podcast, God. Um, We thank you for each person in this room, and we ask you to bless this podcast. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, guys, and uh, if you would, please put any prayer requests on our Facebook feed or just uh, find us through... Twitter or any of the other wonderful platforms that we have. Um, just if you are in need of anything or if you know the family that may need prayer and uh, to be lifted up, just please let us know, especially during this time of year. Um, I actually do want to mention, you know, some prayer requests that are important to, to us. We, we've had a, a very, very, mm-hmm. uh, a tough, tough week at, church we we've lost yeah. a couple of members of our church family and one in particular was a very tragic situation so as, as these situations come up and kind of like what we talked about last week on the podcast that when things in your life happen especially during this time of year and then you know as that next that next year holidays roll around and you know you're without that family member or that that hurt or that pain occurred during that time of year you really start to kind of reflect on that and i mean last week um it was a it was a, a house fire that that climbed the life of mm-hmm. uh, one of our church members, one of our church members' fiance, and one of our church members' dad uh, yeah. passed away, and it is a very tragic situation. So, if we can lift up the family, the, uh, the Thacker family, I know that they they would be very um, appreciative of it, and just yeah, just drench them in prayer. So. Absolutely, them, and uh, I'd like to also mention uh, Super Cooper, um, little Cooper oh. Coleman. Um, he. Had his last treatment today? Was it today? I think, I think it was last Thursday that he had his last treatment. So, so, but he went back today for tests, right? Yeah, he had some tests and stuff that had to go through. Uh, just pray that everything is well and that his family and and Cooper can finally come home and uh, be able to relax for a little bit and knowing that God God's got this and and we're, we're actually our church is participating in a twenty four hour around the clock prayer. For Cooper mm-hmm. and everybody signed up for 15 minute increments. I'm sure some people did some more than 15, but yeah, it's it's just one of those things that prayer is the only thing really that you know that can work because that's uh, he is the great physician. We got to give it to him. I've uh, I've been kind of in Ephesians lately. I was 
challenged by one of my friends. I don't remember seeing your name in Ephesians. Jordan Johnson. <laughs> Ephesians, what chapter? <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> Ephesians 5. <laughs> okay, you know, most, like, in some books of the Bible, I can chapter. say, I can put the, yeah, my name's in there. Jordan uh, You know, sometimes I just, Actually, man, this this year, this year of 2020, it just it we, it just really needs a reset button, don't you think? I agree. All these all these things that's going <laughs> down, <laughs> going around us and happening. Just to let nice. you know, no, that was horrible. I, I've done much. <laughs> well, he's he been he's re- usually really good at peppering in those phrases. But anyway, for those that you have never listened to our show, sometimes we play a game called Who's Lining. Uh, all of us have randomly received uh, some lines that. Whenever another member on uh, on the panel here has to say line as you're speaking, you have to kind of work that phrase or that saying into it without trying to miss a beat. But sometimes it's more difficult than others. It's all right. Yeah. So Don't you know the, the, this you know the year of 2020. I tell you, but back in Ephesians, I, I think there's to... actually an Epistle of Jordan, right? Yeah. So <laughs> 2020 didn't mess up your Bible reading. It did not. It <laughs> did not. Actually, 2020 has been pretty good for my Bible reading. Everything else kind of, you know, stunk, but Bible reading, pretty good. Probably the best year. Pretty good. <laughs> just a, a lot of uh, a lot of the things that I've been reading in Ephesians just makes you realize just how how big our God really is, and that there's there's nothing that that we do. Uh, the one that I read today was like, you know, there's nothing, absolutely nothing that that we do on our own, uh, you know, our own actions or anything to gain that that salvation and you know i think that um that should give us peace especially during you know anytime that we have difficulties in life um, these ups and downs and just kind of the things that we've mentioned just with some of the families that have been struggling um just look to some of the words in ephesians to gain that peace and the understanding that um you know god's god's bigger than our difficulties god's bigger than uh our addictions, God's bigger than our our ups and our downs. You know, kind of like a, the door says when you come in, and this and this sliding door. That's what it says. That might have been why it was on my mind. Maybe know. it was. Maybe, maybe. But <laughs> uh, when you step through the threshold, it's not, yeah. it just hits you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm thankful for um, you know the what God's been speaking to my life through through that book. But uh, yeah, I I think that. Uh, I think that Ephesians is a is a great book. If anyone's looking for a, a you know, I, actually, I had a friend at work that she asked me, you know, she kind of said something that I've said in my life. I don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, open the Bible. I'm going to start at Genesis. Oh my goodness, look, you know, just you know, I, you can't go wrong by suggesting you know, any of the you know the Gospels or right. point to Philippians or Ephesians. Uh, you know, some some things like that. It's like easier to kind of digest and mm-hmm. and just. You know, it's funny, like, if you're starting to follow Jesus, you know, like, reading about Jesus might be a good idea. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Or if you what? want to reconsider it's, your whole faith, life. you should try reading James if you, yeah. if you really want to be convicted <laughs> and just kind of. Or if you just really, really like a scary story, just read it. Just go ahead, right off the bat. Revelation. <laughs> really? if, you, if, you're, if you're a horror movie right kind of person. I watched this movie called Left Behind last week. That's <laughs> crazy. Just oh, diving right in. <laughs> Well, I think he's actually in there. Is it Nick Cage? Kurt Cameron isn't he? In there? Yeah, he's in the there. original. That's like the yeah. That's the the Nicholas Cage is in like the yeah. back half of Revelations. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Is this? I feel like this might be like blasphemy or something. Like I feel like that's <laughs> definitely against the rules. Well, sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> we are uh, this week kind of. I mean, you, we talked about Ephesians a little bit last week and and how we encourage each other and on all that stuff. But there is something that we're going to kind of discuss today, and that's the gift of giving or being able to give. Um, and give generously as, as Christians. And and that don't necessarily mean give money or give things to. Um, sometimes it means a little bit more. Um, if we can, we'll go ahead and open up to uh, Luke 6, uh, 38. We'll, we'll, uh, let's, let's go ahead and read Luke 6, uh, verse 38. But it says, Give, and it will be given to you. They will pour into your lap a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. For by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you in return. You, you could take that in a few different ways, and whatever edition of the Bible you use to read it pretty much means the same. But, I mean, if, if as a Christian, we should want to give. Mm-hmm. We should want to do that. And, 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 and the Bible also says, talks about charity or love in most texts. It's, it talks about love seeks not her own, or charity seeks not her own, whichever version you're reading. And that's the same thing with giving. I mean, if we give somebody something or we, we do something for somebody, it should be out of our heart and not expecting something back. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong with giving. Yeah, a lot of people, get, uh, you know, like you said, during this time of year, uh, they, they look for those opportunities almost like a look at me. Yeah. Kind of mm-hmm. thing. Look how much I have been able to bless this person with this generous mm-hmm. gift or something. And, you know, that's fine. That's wonderful. And you, you know, you maybe you didn't meet and need, but your, your heart's just, your heart's not in the right, right place. And that's the most important thing with giving is to um, have that, have that, that servant's heart. Um, and like you said, it sometimes it's not even just like a physical need or, mm-hmm. you know, monetary or anything, but you know, how, how can I pray for you today? Something along those lines. Of, you know, meeting a spiritual need is just as important as meeting a physical need. And but if your heart is not in the right place, then you can quickly sing through a, a you know a simple approach to it. Mm-hmm. I think spending time with people too is a lot is a very important way. I'm like just giving your time to people that um, are special to you. Absolutely, and and you know, and it's uh, people just uh, during this time of year. It's it's always physical gifts. It's presents, toys, those yeah. kind of things always kind of take the, the limelight, I guess. And, and you know, it, it's so much more than that when it, when it comes to, to giving. There's just, you know, so much more that uh, that goes into, you know, the soul. Like this time, like this year especially, <laughs> it, I think a lot of people, it, it will come down to like a, a financial thing this year uh, more than most. And a lot of it's not even just because people need money as much, but we're not allowed to even be with their own. Some yeah. states don't even allow their families to convene yeah. for Thanksgiving and Christmas, which is crazy. Those types of things, like the Operation Christmas Child thing, is mm-hmm. it's a great thing with Samaritan's Purse. And yeah, I mean, you can gift uh, people who are just now learning about Christ, and they. I mean, it's not anything real big, but it's something, and, and they leave notes for these kids and yeah. from around the world, and they're able to see that people care about them. That's one way, and then like donating uh, money. But I mean, with you guys, what do you, what do you think some of the best ways that us as Christians can give other than just money or monetary donations or. Yeah. So, and I would say, especially, I I don't know uh, about people, you know, watching or anything, but when I was a middle school or high school or 
college student, I didn't have a lot of money. <laughs> like any money I saved up was, you know, usually used to buy either food or a video game that I really wanted. Um, but one of the things that we can give is our time, our resources that we have, our service um, to to use that for the benefit of other people. So I, I think uh, that's really one of the ways that, that we can give even more than giving money is giving of our time to serve other people and, and helping um, others. And that that's a way to be a, a cheerful giver. Like the Bible says. It's like in, in the Bible too, it's talking about uh, Peter. He, when he didn't have any money, he's, he, he gave whatever he had in Christ's name. So I think that's the, the intent of what you are giving, no matter what, what it is, if it's time, if it's money, if it's, uh, resources or mm -hmm. food or whatever it is that it, God knows our heart better than we do. And, and if, if we're doing it in, uh, just to get that, Hey, look at what he did type of thing and taking selfies and posting on my yeah. Instagram being like, look what I did. Look how awesome I am. <laughs> look at me. Like sometimes that's, you think that way. And then whenever you're doing those stints with other people, and especially when you do it with your youth group, you kind of wonder to yourself as a youth group leader, it's like, why, why is being a youth group leader for kids kind of like herding chickens? Like, how do you, how do you, how do you manage all these kids doing all these random, Respect. random things? That was, that was a good way to work that in. Uh, like that. It's, that it's, it's hard. <laughs> we have a group at church. Lucas knows who I'm talking about. Um, not yet. But not yet. I will. <laughs> he will. But, uh, so since the pandemic began, you know, we, we haven't been able to have our, our youth kids in the building consistently. And our church is a little bit more um, on the outskirts of town, so we really have to rely on our bus ministry so much. And so uh, to get these kids into the building and run the buses and have the kids like you know cram-packed on a church van, when, when everything shut down, it was like that, that kind of went with it. Right. So the only way you can really – make the connection with these kids and continue to pour into these families, we began a bus ministry, a food ministry. And rather than just feed the kid, that's a part of our church. We mm -hmm. would feed the entire family. Yeah. And, you know, I, I hope and I pray and we get, you know, we get to pray with them um, and we get them talk to them about their needs and what their families are going through. And that's how we actually met this, the family that is experiencing this loss right now. Mm -hmm. But small things like that, that you're, you're just trying to meet a small need in, in someone's life, even if it was just something that we may take for granted every single day, uh, but something that they can depend on that. Oh, you know, it's Wednesday where well, we don't have to worry about scrounging yeah. up that $10 or $20 to feed the family for it's something like that. I think is a blessing that, you know, most take for granted, but when they ponder on it, you know, on down the line, hopefully they, they, they see God's, God's love through um, something like that. Just a simple action. Like one, one thing I've learned as a, as an adult Christian, I've, my, I've not really been really strong in my faith until over the past probably three or four years. What I have learned the most is like giving tithes. Like this year we've given tithes like we about like we should, we've missed a couple months, but Tithes. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, we, like we actually have have been more aware of more blessings since we have give. And normally before that, we was like, well, we don't have it this time. If you go into Christianity and, and giving, especially tithing and, and all that stuff, 
and you're like, well, I'm not financially ready to give anything. It's like, like, uh, you don't have to give everything. If you can give a little bit, uh, just, and that, and make it a habit of giving. Mm-hmm. And if you have a gift of giving, like it says in Romans, then you'll, you'll get so many more blessings if, if it just becomes a habit. And that's what, I mean, and not want anything from it. Yeah. A lot of it too is like, if you use like, if you have talents, for example, like just using your talents to help people or to, um, work in the church too, is a lot of, um, that's how I've given a lot because obviously I've not had a stable income as a 20 year old, but, um, <laughs> really? really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't mean to brag, but I am 25% RN. <laughs> what, now, a <laughs> what a loser. But yeah. Um, you know, using whatever you can just to be able to have that heart of giving. Um, and a lot of the times you get a lot of return out of that, even though you are giving. I think some people, yeah. uh, get, bogged down with exactly where the verses are you might be able to help me with that but like the tithing verses where it calls for like a was like a, a fifth or something something on those lines but what it boils down to it's it's you know it's it's the heart like what we talked mm-hmm. about and so it's you know if you're giving out of routine for the sake and you cut you know that five you know that one fifth of it to, just to for the sake of oh i got that little box checked yeah that's my giving for the week mm-hmm. then like you know, your heart's not in the right place. If, yeah. you, if you give small, like a smaller amount than what that was, because that's what your family can afford, and you know for a fact that that's, that's where your sacrifice was, but your family still gave right. what they could, that means so much more you know, for your personal, the way that you went about that giving mm-hmm. than right. just the act itself. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So when we look to Scripture uh, about giving and in different places it talks about you know giving uh, a tenth back to the lord and that's usually in the in the old testament and in the new testament talks more um about a a generous heart an attitude of giving um paul says in in second corinthians 9 the the lord loves a cheerful giver i i would always say um the amount that you give is is not necessarily the most important thing. It is the attitude of which you approach giving. So giving at, at our church, when I type up every Sunday, like our, our order of service, like just have it on a simple sheet of paper, like we're going to sing songs here, take up the offering here. Uh, you're going to hear a message from the word here. Uh, we put on there, worship through giving because that's what that's what giving is it's an act of worship mm-hmm. to the lord and i i think one thing that has always helped me understand um and kind of get a grip on you know not giving a, a certain amount versus the heart attitude that i have towards giving is that is understanding that god owns everything <laughs> god owns all the banks all the money and all the resources that I and all the even the talents that I have aren't really mine. They're the Lord's, That's and right. He is giving those to me to bless other people. And so that really changes my attitude um, towards giving. Is that like the Lord has given me something, and so anything that I give back can be an act of worship, if it's money or time or service or anything like that. Well, for me? Yeah. All right. Here. I was going to say both of them were kind of yeah, talking. So, I know. I didn't expect I was like, that. <laughs> I was getting ready to get. Yeah. Okay. So, like, have you ever tasted something so good 
that your tongue about beat your brains out. <laughs> That's kind of like it is in Psalm 34 where it says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Yeah, like absolutely. You, it's an act of worship to give, and you can see that the Lord is good. Through giving. And is, that, is that a Tony Evans line? I, I don't think so. I think that's scripture. <laughs> During Thanksgiving, I've, my, I've, I've tasted several things where my tongue about. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we, like, we talked about like, you know, gifts, spiritual gifts in the past and like being able to, if someone's going through something and quote that exact verse that pertains to exactly what it is and how like, I, I, I kind of envy pastors for having that. That's kind of <laughs> like, yeah. like he just pulls that out. No, Sorry. I couldn't do that. But uh, yeah, that's, that's impressive. That's that's I'm heavily awesome. impressed right now. <laughs> I just I heard taste and I was like, boom, taste and see that the Lord is good. Mm, Psalm yeah, thirty four four. Um, well, one little one thing that I kind of thought about: Have you ever been able to go and visit? You know, have kids that are at the hospital, or you know, when I was at UK, being able to go and visit the the children's hospital that was actually on UK's campus, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, it was it was like a weekly blessing. I mean, those kids blessed me more than anything I could ever do, bringing them, you know, a, a toy or a video game or anything like that. But okay, so take a kid that's in a situation like that, and you go into that room, spend a little bit of time with them, and then when you leave. They give they give you something, yeah. you know. They give right. you like something that they colored, or they colored while you were in the room with them. Sometimes kids can ha can have that kind of heart that it's just it's just in in the right place for a, a long period of time. So I don't know at yeah. what point we become kind of so self centered that we get away from that. It's, it's that attitude. It's in between the the kid stage and the elderly stage because another one of the most <laughs> sweetest places you can go is the nursing home. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean yeah. they. They love having visitors yeah, there. And that's, just, yeah. Some of the nicest people. But in between that, I don't know what happens to us. Like, I don't know. We're just <laughs> depraved individuals. I guess. I don't know. We're that, just terrible people. That's just, <laughs> amen. Right? Uh, uh, that's one thing I'm, I miss so much about, you know, this time of year is being able to go to those nursing homes. And, and, and you know, yeah, it's it's one thing. If, you, if we all went and we wanted to go caroling right now, well, those individuals have to be at the window and just you know listen to us from you know outside you know their door. As long as they're not the get off my lawn type of people. Hopefully not. I would, <laughs> I would get out of my window. Yeah, <laughs> so lawn. I know that it, it you know even in a in a year like this where you think that you're so detached from you know humanity really that you know you can't do all these normal. You, there's still mm -hmm. such a need and. You know, you have to look for those opportunities to 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 serve and to to give back. So, I would you know, especially during um, these last three weeks, yeah, uh, you know, of December. I, I hope and pray that you know each of us are able to find um, to find that avenue to give back. To maybe you know reach out to that person that you know would would need you know kind word or that little generous gift or, or something like that. Because that's, yeah, that's that's this season. That's so. how I saw. Um, I, I was for the people that don't know. I'm a nursing wow. student. Ooh, Whoa. And in relation to being a nursing student, so like I had to deal with a lot of uh, cleaning, cleaning things. You know, like I had to clean up messes and stuff. But uh, just random question: Does anybody know what the best cleaner for getting Cheeto dust off of an Xbox controller is? <laughs> I do not. Was that one of them? I, I do not. I, I do not know how to. Uh, I, I usually just take a baby wipe. Uh, yeah. Baby wipes are magnificent, by the way. Take a Q-tip, yeah, in alcohol. And you just 
Wipe it right out of there. It'll Man, right around I, the buttons. Okay. No peroxide, so but, it don't bubble out. Yeah. When I walk oh, through that door, I I ask myself, how am I going to clean my Wiimote when I get home? <laughs> you, you take you a Q-tip, dip it into Your my It's my Wiimote. <laughs> Actually, I, like someone in my household played Wii earlier today. It was, okay. rock, it was rock band, so don't make fun of me. No, okay. Last time I was at, well, not last time I was at you guys, but I played rock band on the Wii. Yeah, you did. Okay. He showed up randomly. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm gonna play some rock band. I'm yeah, gonna go to Jordan's house. Play the drums. Yeah. <laughs> if, anyone, if anyone just wants to randomly show up to my house, ping pong or rock band ping will be played. Band's on. So we're gonna go ahead and take a break, and we'll be right back. Oh. We're, we're back. And we're back. back. And we're and back. back. We're back. <laughs> and here we are. Uh, but we we did. I would like to have a little shout out to uh, Saved by Christ Apparel. They are actually one of our affiliates now. I mean, Ooh. we don't they don't really give us any money unless people purchase things from their website. But if you go to Saved by Christ Apparel and you use the code in all caps BBBPOD, BBB pod, then the that, if you use that at checkout, then you can get 15% off of your purchase. Hey. 15%. And I what got my deal. wife something from there, so hopefully it comes in soon. Let's go. That's a steal. Christmas shopping now. Mm-hmm. I'd say, I don't know if UPS can get it there by now. I got it. So order the, for Christmas presents. The POD, is that like to take the place of dot .com? Pod. It's pod. Podcast. Pod. Podcast. Triple pod. B podcast. podcast. I was thinking Blood Bop Brothers Pod. Blood Bop Brothers Podcast. You have to say it like you're vomiting. Yeah. I just Blood kind of, my, my brain brothers. went on a like podcast. table on death kind of you know pod the band i was thinking uh, yeah. for some reason i've not listened to pods in a long time who has i don't know who <laughs> but um saved by christ apparel is the sponsor for lucas's devotion not really it's unofficially i just made that up <laughs> wait we don't have a discount code do we have a discount code yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I, that wasn't that wasn't official. I just made that yeah. up. I was but like, was that oh, really, you, you really do get a fifteen percent discount if you use the code BBB POD really? so checkout. Yeah. He's he's buying something right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> no, you're 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 ready to teach us. I'm looking right now. I mean, I want to shop before I teach, you know. He's like, I got a sweet t shirt picked out and I've just been eyeballing for a while. I'm like, That's you. That's no. So <laughs> so yeah, speak. I, I can't even tie this in. Real question. <laughs> if I don't cut a cake into pieces and I eat the whole thing, does that mean I just have one piece? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. One piece cake. See, now in that, is one that relation to the t-shirt, after I have that one piece. You I'm have to go little, size up. Yeah. And then I can Excel. use my discount code to get another one. <laughs> BBB. P-O-D. Yeah. BBB. P. OD. Oh, All right, so we'll, we'll hand it over to you, Lucas, and you can uh, yeah your devotion. So um, I, I think Matthew six is probably one one place that's really applicable for us. It starts out verse one, like be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward with your father in heaven. So whenever you give to the poor, don't sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be applauded by people. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. But when you give to the poor, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. And so this is, we, we've talked a little bit about giving so far and the the attitude that we're supposed to have in that way, how we are to um, have an attitude that is generous, that we're 
we are being generous to other people and our gifts of our uh, like money, but also our time and our service. But there's also part to uh, giving, right? So you can also give, but you can receive. And so um, later on in the same chapter, in Matthew 6, it says, Don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, where thieves don't break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So the Bible tells us that wherever our treasure is, that's where our heart is. So what if we are treasuring other things, that's what our heart is focused on. If we're treasuring God, that's what our heart is focused on. And then immediately after that, no one can serve two masters since he, he either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. So the Greek word for money here is actually mammon, which just means stuff. So you, you can't, it's saying no one can serve two masters. You can't serve God and be fully devoted to all your stuff at the same time. So, uh, how how we might apply that to our lives you know if, if you're me somebody who's you know has a couple jobs part-time in both and and just trying to work really hard like i i am not able to serve god and to worship my money you're not able to worship god and worship what other people think of you that so whenever we worship something other than god we call that idolatry. We see that in the Old Testament that um, the Israelites throughout the Old Testament, you know, they would build wooden carbon images for themselves made of gold or silver or, or different things, and they would be susceptible to worshiping idols instead of the one true God. When Moses went up on the mountain to get the Ten Commandments, he came back down, and what had they built for themselves? They made themselves a golden calf and were worshiping it. And Moses obviously got really mad about that. We see that in the Old Testament, but nowadays what we do is we still struggle with idol worship. And so we may see somebody who is selfish and maybe greedy on the outside who, who doesn't want to give. Um, but what's going on in the inside, they may have the idol of comfort. You may They may be worshiping comfort instead of worshiping the Lord. And how, how that kind of plays itself out is they're going to do anything in the world to make sure that they're comfortable. This is something that I personally struggle with. I don't conveniences of the world. Convenience. Yeah. So I I don't like to do hard things. I don't want to have hard conversations. I don't want to struggle through life financially. And so one of the things that I struggle with just in my own walk with the Lord is making sure are is, is my heart oriented toward God and worshiping him and bringing him glory through not only like what I do at church, but what I do in every part of the world, or is it aimed toward bringing myself comfort? Am I worshiping the Lord or am I worshiping my comfort? And so that's what I would encourage people listening um, to, to evaluate themselves, not only when, when they're giving or receiving or not giving because they want that comfort in their life, or it, it may be some other idol, to, to look into their heart, uh, evaluate 
is their heart oriented toward God because where their treasure is, their their heart will be also. One thing from from that scripture you read, uh, our pastor gives a really good illustration about stuff. Yeah, it's like you don't ever see a U-Haul follow a, a hearse to no, your gravesite, you right? Because you can't take your stuff with you. I mean, you're not going you're not going to get a U-Haul full of stuff and bury it with you. So he always uses that, and I always thought that was a really interesting yeah. take on you can't take it with you, so idolize it. Yeah, I think one thing you, one thing you mentioned, and I was kind of like trying to wrap my head around how I wanted to say it as you're you're mentioning it is like even in the action of not giving, can you can set a an idol in that? Mm. And I don't know, it's kind of kind of hard to wrap your mind around it's like worshiping self. Yeah. yeah. So so it's like you if you are choosing to. Like kind of hold on to that yeah. because it's going to put you in, you know, that discomfort. Mm-hmm. And so you are, yeah, you are idolizing your own self, self comfort. And, right. that, and that's and like nobody something wants that we to don't... make those sacrifices because they want to be it. They, we Why? all like conveniences. Yeah. I mean, out of all their conveniences that we have in the world, I need my line. He oh, needs line. line. <laughs> line. <laughs> I'm, out of the conveniences in the world and stuff, um, like, I mean, you, you do not want to be uncomfortable. Um, like this year in, in 2020, if, if 2020 was a, a slide in the playground, it'd be like going down a cheese grate. So, I mean, it's just not convenient. It's not comfortable. So that's kind of what this whole year has been that's like. Absolutely correct. <laughs> that's the that's the truest thing. You can say that is that is not comfortable. <laughs> not at all. Not Gets at you all. out of your comfort zone. I don't want to go down that cheese grate. <laughs> We're already almost down the cheese grater, man. <laughs> almost at the end of it. That was uh, excellent, excellent, excellent job. Thank you. Uh, I think I'll talk to him. I thought, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. cheese grater coming. No. Yeah, he's like, wow, <laughs> excellent cheese grater. He said coming. cheese grater. I immediately thought of that, that video of that dude from Floyd County. Oh, that dude from Floyd County. Like, that, that was a good story, too. But that dude from Floyd County, let me just uh, let me go back. Turtle Man? That dude from Floyd County, you know. <laughs> Sometimes I just think to myself that I fall down a lot. And I'll, does that mean I'm clumsy? But, you know, it just really means that I'm trying to test gravity and see if it works. And I bet that dude in Floyd County, when his, when, his, when his house was robbed and... Do you know Wait, did he use a cheese? Didn't he like pick up a cheese? Grater? He probably tested that robber to see if they would steal this cheese grater, and they did. He tested them. Who That's steals cheese? a cheese oh, grater? Yes, I do. Yes, no, I do remember that. But yes, there was a man. Or they, I remember the interview. They were talking about. He stole my cheese grater. Who, who stole the soap? He stole my soap. <laughs> yeah, he stole my soap. <laughs> stole my cheese grater. Crazy. Where in the world was I going with that? I don't know. <laughs> Something about gravity. Something about yeah, the cheese well, grater. That was obviously what my point was, me testing gravity when I fall down. <laughs> I fall onto cheese graters a lot. <laughs> That's exactly What's what the most common question that you get from non-believers about God, and what, what kind of illustration response do you get? Yeah. So, so normally um, – People ask me, how can you worship the the God of the New Testament, this peaceful, loving Jesus, when the God of the Old Testament is so violent? And I always respond in the exact same way. I say, wow, you you think the God of the Old Testament is, is violent? If anything, and you're kind of pitting the God of Old Testament versus God of the New Testament when the Bible says that, God is the same yesterday, today, and for 
forevermore. But I would say that probably God is even more violent in in the New Testament that he put uh, Jesus like on the cross. And, and not only that Jesus went willingly to the cross and he suffered a terrible physical death, um, but God placed the full weight of his wrath on Jesus as a punishment for sin and sinners alike in the New Testament. So if you, I mean, if you've got a problem with the Old Testament God, you should probably have a problem with God in the New Testament as well. But I always pivot that and turn that uh, straight to a conversation for the gospel that that God did that and He was violent toward His own Son so that Jesus could pay. Um, the payment that sinners, we each and every one of us deserved. And if we believe in Jesus and accept him as our Lord and Savior, we can have our sins paid for and spend eternity with God in heaven. So. Absolutely. Amen. So we've learned that you are very good at quoting scripture thus far. Okay. What is your favorite verse and why? So, Or it can even be a series of verses. A series of verses that are my favorite. Okay. One of my, my favorite passages is in Revelation, is in Revelation 5. And it's not one of the scary ones, but um, it's this picture, this vision of John in heaven, and he sees all these different characters in heaven. And there's this scroll, and no one is worthy to open the scroll or to see inside of its inside the scroll. And then Jesus shows up, the Lamb of God. He is worthy to open its scroll, for he was slain and uh, it's just a beautiful account of what will happen um, at the end of time where, where Jesus is the one worthy of, of all honor and power and glory and, and worship. And so that's that's probably one of my favorite chapters. It's not really a one that you just quote one verse right off of, yeah. but um, that's probably one of my favorite chapters. I love Revelation for that reason because of the imagery in it. Yeah. Got some vivid imagery. Yeah, especially if you're very creative and you can kind of picture stuff that's going on. <laughs> yeah, like you, you have to think about, oh, there's, there's angels with like six wings and six eyes and like, <laughs> well, what was this dude doing? What, what's going on there, you know? <laughs> Lucas, I, I failed to give you a proper, proper introduction. But, that's uh, okay. Yeah, you know, we, we, uh, we talked about you being the associate pastor at Grace Baptist Church. Yeah. And, uh, my home church, and um, you're still relatively new to our church, but you're not you're not relatively new to the area. I am not. Um, but I, I just want to give you a chance to maybe elaborate a little bit on on your amazing family and tell tell the audience before before we move into the next question, just uh, your a little bit of your background, family life, where you went to church, yeah, all that good stuff. Yeah. So I grew up in Pike County. Uh, grew up on Coon Creek. Woo. Um, Me too. And then I, I live there now, hey. so kind of moved back. So I graduated from Pikeville High School, and, then, and then I went to Moore, deals. and then I went to Moorhead State, and then my girlfriend at the time, my now wife, went to UK. So I moved Woo. to Lexington and lived there for four years. We got married, um, had our first child. She is 19 months old. Her name's Lee Ellen. Um, she is amazing and adorable, um, but we we always wanted to come back, and I, I served in a local church there. So I served in a local church there, and I have to tell you right now, if your life stinks, then the church has a pew for you. 
<laughs> Funny thing, though, my church in Lexington did not have pews. We met at an elementary school gym, so no pews there. But we, we have a bleachers. bleachers. We did have bleachers. We always pushed them back uh, and set up chairs, though. But Are you we, telling me that no one stank at your old church? Because they didn't, know, they didn't have any if, if, pews. If they, if they smell like a pew, then you bleach her. It, that's exactly right. But <laughs> nobody stunk except me. Oh, I was going to say, is that including So, you? like, every Sunday I, I had to set up and, and tear down uh, so they everything. One just and we put, it, we put it into a truck. But now we, uh, we always plan to come back to Pike County. And so um, we see a need here in Pike County for – um, people to know Jesus and to hear the gospel proclaimed. And so that's uh, one of the reasons we came back was was to tell people here in Pike County about Jesus and to um, have have Eastern Kentucky filled with the gospel and filled with worshipers of the Lord. So, so a lot of the questions that I've had people ask me, I want to tell other people about Jesus. This, this one's from believers. So like, um, and this is especially from kids in my youth group, um, even in Lexington and, and here too, is like, okay, I want to tell people about Jesus. Like I, I see the need. How do I tell people about Jesus? I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to mess something up. And so one of the things that I always tell people is that, uh, it, it's a quote that I heard a long time ago. Um, it's like your method of evangelism is way better than somebody else's method of not doing evangelism. <laughs> like what matters is that you're telling people about Jesus. Um, so you, you think about the, the woman at the well, right? Um, Jesus, you know, confronted her in her sin Um and then she ran back to her village, didn't know a thing about Jesus other than he was the Messiah. And all she said was, come and see this man who told me everything I ever did. And that, I like that was it. She didn't know anything else. And so if you know that Jesus has saved you, you can tell people about Jesus. Just tell people, you know, I was a sinner. Jesus saved me from my sins. He can do that for you too. And if you have any more questions, here's somebody Find, find somebody else to answer the question oh, yeah. or say, I don't know. So, so that's, that's a, <clears throat> that story too is about, uh, we have somebody goes to our church. that's already been on Layla. She, she actually wrote a song about oh, that's the awesome. lady at the well. Yeah. She was in her second episode. So she just reached a hundred listens on that or that so, episode just oh, reached a wow. hundred so, listens. Nice. So shout out to Layla on that. <clears throat> but, uh, I mean, you, you mentioned working with youth group and stuff. So what, and a lot of times, teenagers are too cool to ask questions yeah. sometimes so without knowing that they have questions but they're not going to ask it what would be your best advice for teenagers about uh, how to tackle their doubts and, and questions about god so yeah tackle doubts and questions about god well one of the thing that we see in scripture is um and jordan's going to judge me for this because i don't know the scripture reference I am. <gasps> there is a point in Judging. scripture where somebody says lord i believe Help my unbelief. That's that's all he cries out, right? He was he was experiencing doubts. In one sense, I, I want to tell you, like these are, are natural things. It's, it's okay to have questions that you don't know the answers to, but we want to seek to find those questions. Ask somebody who might know the answer to the question, 
And, you know, if they don't know the answer immediately, that's okay. Just, you know, look things up on the, on the internet from trusted people, yeah. like find your, your pastor, your youth pastor, um, and ask for like, okay, we don't know the answer to this question. Where's somebody somewhere I can look to answer right. this question. It does, it does mention the word seek quite often in the Bible. Too. Yeah. So that is a huge word. Absolutely. Even though it's a four letter word, it's a huge word on how to find your answers. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, to kind of like go on with these past two questions, it kind of ties into something that, uh, you know, with me and Brandon as FCA leaders and uh, FCA sponsors, especially with, with my group of kids as high schoolers, the type yeah. of kids that you're, you're able to, to minister uh, to in the youth group. Yeah. That, that question comes up, like, how do I really, it's, they're afraid of, they're afraid of failure. They're afraid of rejection. They're yeah. afraid of all these different things. And I, I was able, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think I even, I may even sat in on your youth group and heard yeah. you say it. I, I can't, like, I don't ever take credit for anything. I haven't come up with a good idea ever. <laughs> but it, it, it's essentially the way you can empower, uh, you know, students and equip them to understand that, listen, you yourself are not responsible for saving that person. Yeah. So speak to your heart's content to try to make a difference and let that person, you know, make that that step towards that life-saving faith. Mm. It, you didn't save that person, nor did you not save that person. God did the saving. You don't have to worry about that rejection. If yeah. if they rejected something that you said, they didn't reject you. They rejected God. They rejected yeah. God. And, and it, it's it's important for us to to even realize, like, so when when we share the gospel with somebody, that that is our job. Like, we are to uh, share the gospel with people, and I would say do it verbally you know another common thing i've heard from believers is like you know i i share the gospel with people but they see it in the way that i live jordan's been reading in ephesians where it says you were dead in your trespasses and sins and dead people can't usually see things so um one of the things i would encourage you to to always do is you know when you're doing or when you're wanting to share the gospel with somebody tell them you know Jesus died to save us from our sins like that at its very core that's what you can tell them but also realize that that God is the one who will change somebody's heart um, that will convict people of sin that will turn uh, them towards him because he he is the one who is able to save us from our sins and you know it's our job to tell people about that but also um, something that that really sticks always in my mind so second corinthians 5 21 it, it's kind of confusing and it's wording he who knew no sin so jesus who knew no sin became sin for us so he became sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of god and this is a, a real big concept the righteousness of god and how we can become the righteousness of god Basically, I, I like to sum it up by this. Because Jesus took your place on the cross, you, when you become a Christian, have taken Jesus' place as a son or a daughter of God. And if you are a son or a daughter of God, you are forever approved of in the eyes of God. And what, when I realized this and, and saw this in Scripture for the first time, it freed me up 
to live a life that was unashamed of the gospel. I didn't have to worry about what other people thought about me because God approved of me forever and ever because when he sees me, he sees Jesus taking my place. And so uh, that, that was one of the things that, that freed me up in my walk with the Lord to not be ashamed of, of what Billy Bob over there thinks of me, um, but to, to really think about, you know, I need to think about what the Lord thinks of me. So, yeah. Amen. Amen. I think we just had church, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Church. Never mind Billy Bob in the corner. <laughs> oh, yeah. Billy Bob. Tying back to what you said earlier, I think you might have actually told me this. is like if you question your faith and that that's room to grow. Yeah. Um, if you're que- if you're asking questions, then that means you're looking for Man, answers. that's good. So, yeah. If I came up with that. Who said good. that? Who said Is that Lucas? But, um, okay. <laughs> Did you bait him into that? So <laughs> you got the next question. Hey, you got the next question. Nate, so, you know, talking about like kind of asking questions and stuff and questioning your faith, you know, the only reason I make so many mistakes is because people say you learn from your mistakes and I must be an aspiring genius because <laughs> I'm always really making funny. them and I'm always learning from them. That's so. real funny, Dave. That was good. Yeah. That's good. But, uh, okay, let's see if I can ask an actual question, though. Okay. <laughs> but uh, who would you compare yourself uh, two from the Bible and why? Like, who would I compare myself to? So many people, and not for the reasons you would think. So, I believe it's First Timothy one. Paul calls himself the worst of sinners, and so I would probably like in that sense, that's who I can compare myself to. But um, probably uh, I would compare myself mostly with with Jonah most of the time. So, um, you know, as as somebody who works in ministry uh we like I, I believe i'm called to be a pastor like not only am i just a christian like I, I believe that god has called me to vocational ministry but a lot of times like i, I see myself trying to run away from god's mission for me and, and god's mission in my life um and so you know I'm a, I'm a big sinner so aren't we all though all right lucas uh can you tell us who's one person that God has placed in your life and what's the reason that you think that they were placed there? So like like most influential or most just a random Billy Bob who's God's placed in my life? Let's just go with random Billy Bob. All right. Most, take most, off with it, man. Most influential. So Fine. what do you do when you take the urge away, when you to, to take the urge away, when you really want to hit somebody in the face – with an iron skillet. I like how you added the pauses. Thank you. The, the pauses <laughs> were there in the question. Well, here's what you do. You look to the Lord and say, why has the Lord placed this person in my life? And one of the people that the Lord really placed in my life that was really influential, um, kind of steered me towards pastoral ministry, I think, was my campus minister when I was in college. Um, he was the first person who I would say really discipled me, who picked up his Bible, got me one, said, here you go. We're going to read this, and we're going to study it together, and you're going to grow in your walk with the Lord. And I was like, okay, cool. And I, like, <laughs> I didn't know that, that that simple act of getting me in the Word every day was going to change my life forever and change the trajectory of my life. So. I would say my my campus minister at Moorhead State University. Cool. I think shout out to Gene. 
think we all have a pretty cool background story like that. Someone's been placed in our life. I, I know it's usually cliche, but definitely my wife uh, for yeah. sure. And because I mean, I've, I like you said at the beginning of when I was a teenager, I, I was like Paul. I was I was not living my best Christian life. Uh, but uh, honestly, guys, I, I don't play an active role in my. Uh, I don't play an active role in my life anymore. Things just kind of happen to me like, okay, so this is what we're doing today. All right, let's, let's do <laughs> it. Actually Amen. Good. There you and, go. Amen. Are you and, speaking on behalf of all of us? What? I said, are you speaking on behalf of all of yeah. us? <laughs> yeah. Like, but, but for real, my, it be my, mine would be my wife because she kind of helped steer me here. Cause this is where she started going to church. Mm-hmm. And I started following her first because she was really hot. And I think I watched and I started dating her, but then second, I um, our relationship got closer, and it I, I really love the church, so I kind of we got married here, and then I started going yeah. here more often, and, and over the past three or four years, I started teaching Sunday school and 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 all that, and got more involved, and I've really grown a lot because of her. I think I watch her steer you on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like by the ear, it like, is. It happens. <laughs> like dragging you do these dishes. <laughs> do them yeah. now. I can't deny it. <laughs> um, but I mean, she she does this. She she helps me kind of. She steers me toward my dreams as a as a Christian and and things outside of outside of church and helps me really reach my goals in life. Um, but uh, have you have you had any God sized dreams that? You're like, oh my! I don't know if I can do that uh, type of moments, or what? What kind of god-sized dreams have you kind of thought about and would like to do before your time on Earth finished? Yeah. So, um, one of the things that that I am really passionate about is, uh, I mean, is seeing people come to know the Lord. And so, um, one of the the oh, I, I say god-sized dreams, but I would also say God has commissioned this dream for everybody is to see um, people from every tribe, tongue, and nation around the world um, to hear the gospel and have a chance to respond. Um, And that seems like pretty impossible. um, But I think that the Lord has commissioned his people, the church to be, uh, like, like that's his plan A for reaching the world with the gospel. And so what that looks like for me in, in my personal life is finding ways to, to resource my, my to use my resources, my time, my service um, to reaching people around the world here in Pike County. Um, what that looks like here in Pike County, honestly, like it seems like we have a lot of churches. In Pike County, there's only one church for every 2,000 actually 2,200 people. And so one of the things that that looks like is starting more and more churches here in Pike County and putting them in, in areas that, that don't have um, a, a church to reach a community. And so um, that, that's one of the things that I'm passionate about. And I think that like, God's really in that dream um, and, and he'll bless that because he has said in his word that that we are to go and make disciples of of all nations and so and it says in that passage in matthew 28 that i am with you even to the end of the age and so if the lord is with us he is in it and he will fulfill his mission absolutely and uh, we've had we've had people from all over the place listen to our podcast i know it's crazy to say but 
there's, I mean, even other countries, but whenever, whenever some people, if they was to come here in Eastern Kentucky and drive around and, and we're in the Bible belt. So you see all these, like down the road I live on, you see like five churches on that one road. And it's like you saying that we need more churches. It, it's not a lie, but people that's outside of here, like from big cities or something that don't see churches as close together as yeah. we see them. They're like, why do you need any more churches? It's like, not every church fits everybody either. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many different denominations. There's and, and some people are petty about leaving for certain reasons. But if you're leaving because another church member isn't the best Christian they can be, you're not there for them anyway. You're you're there to learn about Christ and your mm-hmm. relationship. That, that is kind of interesting that you said build build more churches yeah, around here. A lot of the times it has to do with the style of worship and the way you like to learn too. Yeah. That's why people you know, yeah. kind of go around. I'm I'm all about churches as long as they are, you know, preaching the gospel and um, telling people about Jesus and worshiping the Lord and, and telling people about a, a big God that we serve. I don't care about the style of worship, what you sit on, what your church looks like, um, or anything like that. As long. We're here to worship the Lord, and, and that's mm-hmm. why we need more churches. If you're teaching from the same book, it should it should be similar. Exactly, it's similar. almost as if God has written down His Word for His people to read and apply to their lives. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, I, I thought when you were getting ready to say that just then, Brandon, I thought you were going to say, it's, you know, it, that's obvious because you're teaching Jordan, you know, over there, and you, you'd have to <laughs> not really care about anyone else. Or, or, <laughs> Focus his every sermon he's ever written is for you. Listen, he's like, he's like literally looks out there. He's like, "Okay, Jordan." Listen, there's, there's <laughs> the Lord said to Jordan. The Lord said unto Jordan about Jordan. About <laughs> um, there are yeah there are sometimes and he's he's even done the same thing as our our head pastor. You know there are sometimes that it just hits you like a ton of bricks. And, and some people do things like he's talking about me. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> and so I, I think that with the with the theme of today's like today's podcast and being giving and making sure that your heart's in the right place and understand that it, your giving is not about your self-satisfaction. Mm-hmm. It's about how you impact others and how you show Jesus to others. Uh, you know, that uh, that should, it should really hit us all, you know, absolutely right in the jowls. It should is right in the chest to where, you know, we understand that we have to reflect and not just reflect anytime that we, um, you know, give, but yeah. You know, make sure that make sure that attitude is is correct. Right. Hit you hit you with an iron skillet. Yes, right in the face. But I'm super excited to be able to meet you, man. It's the first time I've got yeah. to talk to you, so it's we've been really you. enjoyed having you on the show, and hopefully, maybe you come back some other time. Absolutely, yeah, yes, we will close in prayer. Lord, we thank you so much uh, for those who are listening to this. We pray that you would help them to become a cheerful giver to uh, give because you have been so generous to us in giving us salvation through Jesus that we can respond to that in worship by being generous to other people. We pray that um, if somebody's listening to this and does not know you, that they would realize that Jesus loves them and wants to save them from their sins. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.